You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gem you found. Now, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I am your host, Keila Hill Trawick, and today I'm here with my friend Kina, who runs Wealth Over Now. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's start with you giving us a brief bio about what you do um, and what Wealth Over Now was built for. So I work with like hardworking and passionate single women who need help creating financial goals so they can save more, pay off debt, and stress less about money. And I started Wealth Over Now because there's a gap in society for like financial literacy, but we all need to know how to manage our money well. And it's such a stress point that brings about like overwhelm, shame, guilt, and especially like coming from just like being a woman and feeling very successful, like professionally, but that not always translating to how we manage our finances. So you feel like you're supposed to be able to manage your finances well, but like for me, it's recognizing that we were never taught how to manage our finances. So I really want to provide a space for people to feel like, I can be in this space where I'm not going to be judged, but I can also get something that I know I need so I can actually achieve the goals that I desire. Um, And I can identify what those goals are for me as they relate to my financial journey. So I really want to make personal finances more personal, if you will, and help people identify like, why is this important to you? What are your values? What are your goals? But being able to use all of those things to then help people define like this is the this is the journey that I want to take and how I'm planning on like spending my money and how I'm going to save for things that are important to me. So tell us a bit about your background. Um, Were you always in the personal finance realm? What were you doing before you built Wealth Over Now? So I was um, formerly a teacher and a vice principal. Um, I like to say God has a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) So I managed or I majored, excuse me, in management and finance in college and then joined Teach for America afterwards um, because like I wanted to to help in underserved communities and just like was really passionate about having a role, a career that like I was able to actually like give back to the community. And I thought I was just going to stay in teaching for two years and like, oh, I'll go to grad school after that and do some healthcare administration, get an MBA. I was going to be rich. And that's why I say God has a sense of humor, because after two years of being in the classroom, um, I ended up staying in the classroom. And during that time, like coming out of college, I never worried about student loans because I was going to be a doctor when I went to college. And so I just figured I'd be rich. So it didn't really matter how much (laughs) debt I took out. (laughs) And um, yeah, in this pivotal point in my life where I'm 22, I'm making $33,000 a year. I have over $75,000 worth of student loan debt. I'm like, uh, so this doesn't add up. Um, And just being really stressed about that um, because like, I was very ambitious and goal driven. And so like, I knew I wanted a house. I knew I wanted to save and to do all these things that like society says you're supposed to do, but you know, dollars and cents that don't add up. Um, no, I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I'm like 30,000. So I went to college for 30,000. I could have worked in McDonald's. Um, 
yeah, so I stayed in education after that point. Um, and actually, I was in St. Louis and I moved to DC, still continuing in education. Um, and moving to DC, the rent increases drastically from St. Louis to DC. So I was in education for over 10 years, but all during that time, like I was on my own personal finance journey and then also just helping a lot of friends. I feel like we were all in the same boat, like had gotten into debt, whether that had been credit card debt, the student loan debt. And so I just have always had money conversations like with my friends and inadvertently started helping them with budgeting. And About two years ago now, a year and a half ago, I was just thinking about like, what is it that I want to do that I'm still like passionate about, but also have a sense of purpose about. Like I said, I got into education because I wanted the opportunity to be able to help my community. And I feel like helping people with personal finances is an extension of being able to like work in the community um, and help people in a way that's like meaningful and impactful because I see it as like generational change. If I can help one person, then that person has the ability to influence, whether that be their kids, their mom and dad, um, their friends in actually understanding how personal finances work and having this like financial literacy component. So I just took a leap and left my job. I like wasn't fully satisfied anymore. was reading the book, Dream Year, reading a book, Designing Your Life. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. I'm going to help people with personal finances. I talked to my financial advisor because I knew I didn't want to exactly do, um, I didn't want to be a financial advisor because I didn't want to work with people on investments, but I did want to do the like day-to-day budgeting piece. So I chose financial coaching. That's interesting. I mean, first of all, all that's interesting because (laughs) we have plenty of people on the podcast where I'm like, so wait, this was not your job. You were doing something completely different and now you do this. Um, But also just thinking about how your personal decisions and the way that you were building your life financially led you to a place where you were like, "Um, I can also do this for other people. Mm Mm-hmm. So besides, obviously, that you fall in this category, what made you specifically target single, hardworking women um, who were in this place? I know a lot of financial co- financial coaches basically are like, I can help everybody no matter who it is. And in some ways you can, but what made you want to drill down to this community specifically? I mean, it's a reflection of who I am. Like, I feel very successful in multiple areas of my life. And then there's other areas in my life that I might not feel as successful in. And I, I've had to learn to ask for help. And so just like knowing how important that is and how like lonely I think it can be at the same time. And like, even thinking like, I should be able, I should be able to do this thing, whatever that thing is, but I can't figure it out. So just wanting to help other women that are in a similar position and preparing them for like the next stage, the next stage of their life, whatever that might be. Like whether it's, you know, I'm going to get into a long-term relationship, I'm getting married, or um, I'm choosing to be single forever. So I feel like I'm able to relate to that generation and that specific uh, population. A lot of women I've helped recently have also been like, um, I would say like having this like pivotal life shift where it's like, I'm getting ready to be 30. And I want to manage my money well in my 30s or I just turned like I'm in my early 30s and I feel like I should be doing something more with my money. And I've also helped another, um, I would say, like another section of women where it's like they're recently divorced 
And so they didn't necessarily manage their finances with their, with their partner. And so like now they want to make sure that they're taking control of all areas of their life. And so like being able to chart like a new path for themselves. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think is one of the, I hate saying mistakes, but what do you think is one of the most common or pressing issues that comes to the community that you're serving before they come to you? You don't have to say mistakes. Okay. Yes. Opportunity. (laughs) What do you think is the biggest opportunity that people can take advantage of when they're trying to make decisions on how to better manage their money? I know there's a lot of information out there. A lot of it is conflicting. People get confused. They're not really sure where to start. But when they do start, what do you see that comes up the most often as like, eh, that's the thing you probably did not want to do? I would say like, I think the thing that is the opportunity that everybody needs to take advantage of is like actually knowing where your money is going. It's like, like going back. And even if you looked at your last week of spending, how did you spend your money? Or if you looked at your last month, like where was your money going? And myself included in this is like, we spend a lot of money, not like even thinking about it. It's like this emotional spending or I'll just, you know, you like just end up swiping your card, especially in a day day and age where we have like a lot of plastic um, or we have like Apple pay. And so we're just like not as mindful of how we're spending our money because like nobody is carrying around these little green dollar bills anymore they're just like, everything is just kind of automated and it's an easy swipe to get this swipe to get that. And so really just taking the time to sit and think about like, not even sit and think about, I don't need you to sit and think, I need you to sit and get out some materials, looking at your bank statements, looking at your credit card statements and see like, where is my money actually going? And do I agree with where it's going? So I had a conversation um, with Kim Mason on Facebook Um, actually last or earlier this week. And she was saying that like when she was starting to get her finances in order, she realized, I can't remember if it was 12 or $13,000 that she spent in the last year eating out. And so, and it wasn't, she was like, it wasn't groceries, right? She was like, it was in addition to like groceries. And so just like, I think like there's lots of things like that. Like I used to, I still do. Um, but the credit card statements, one of my um, banks like sends a like year in review and they itemize like yeah. where the money is going. And <laughs> I know that there's been years where I'm like, oh, I could have used that money to like, you know, fill in the blank. And so when you actually sit down, I think the greatest opportunity for anybody, you know, sit down and look at like, where is my money going? And do I agree with where it's going? Because it's one thing to spend $1,000 a month eating out. And maybe you, maybe that's something you value and you want to, but it's also another thing to know that you spent $1,000 and you didn't plan to spend that $1,000. So you, you could have been saving that money. You could have been paying off debt, but you actually haven't been paying attention to where your money's going. So it's just leaving your hand. That's a really important distinction to make too, I think, because so much online, maybe it's in person too, but so much advice will tell you, hey, if you stop going to Starbucks or if you neglected these things, you would be able to do more with your money. And so being in a position to tell people that it's more about prioritizing the things that you value so that you can still pay for those items, Mm -hmm. as opposed to saying, 
you should go without. I mean, I just, I feel like there's, you know, poverty shaming and all these feelings about what you should not be able to do if you don't have the money for it. And really reframing that to say, you probably do have the money for it. It's just going towards things that you don't necessarily care about. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like, I'm not seeing like the latte is making you poor or like you don't shouldn't have Netflix, but it's more so like, what are the things that you are saying? I want to prioritize. What are my values? And are, is my money going to that thing? Because I, I like to spend money. Um, my mother has cursed me with <laughs> liking expensive things. Like if I touch something, I know if I look at the price tag, it's going to be expensive. So I try not to touch things. Um, for your own, <laughs> for my own sake, <laughs> because I, I know I can, I have the ability to do a lot of damage and I know that about myself. And so like, that's something that I constantly work on and monitor. And I've grown in that way because of like knowing where I want to go financially, um, and being able to prioritize the things that I want to prioritize. I made a post like last week of just like thinking about like in your budget, what are those things that you enjoy? Like I like CrossFit. So I put that in my budget. Um, I like to travel that's in my budget. So, and I actually don't like to use the word budget with clients. I use the word spending plan because budget is very restrictive. It sounds Uh very restrictive to people, but I like being able to talk to people and say like, let's make a plan for how you spend your money. So you're spending 40, 60, 70 hours a week at work let's take an hour, let's take 30 minutes, let's take 10 minutes every day to plan um, how your money is being spent. Because you work too hard for you not to have anything to show for it at the end of the day. So given that I'm sure many people have issues with trying to figure out what they're going to do with their money and how they spend it and how they prioritize it, how does someone know that it's time for somebody like you? How do they know that, yeah, I'm at a place where a financial coach would be beneficial to me? I think if you feel like you're spinning your wheels, um, you don't know where to start, you know that you make too much money, but you don't know where it's going. Um, You're not able to save consistently. I I can give you a laundry list of things, (laughs) but when you just like getting to that frustration point or just like, I would say a frustration point, but then also getting to to a place where you're you're just like, I want to do something different in a year from now and a month from now, I don't want to be in the same place financially. And you've tried on your own and it's, it's not working and there's nothing wrong in asking for help. I think that that's the other thing is like, people are like, well, let me just give me a month and then I'm going to do these things. So then I'll be ready to work with you, Keenan. And it's like, well, if we start working together this month, I can guarantee you in a month, you're going to be a lot closer to where you want to be. Ah, that's important. So yeah, tell me, I guess, for our for our last trick, <laughs> <laughs> tell me what you love about your work. Like, what is your favorite thing about what you do for people? I love seeing people like change their relationship with their money. Like it is literally to be like, I do all of my um, coaching sessions virtually so I can see the people we're chatting back and forth, but like to see people when they come to me in that first, like initial call, they're like, Kina, I don't know where to start. I don't like, I can't figure any of this out to like, if we're working together, um, like I have a client right now, we've been working together four or five months 
And she's, we, I manage um, conversations in between my coaching calls on Trello. And so she'll just like, now she's fully taken over her budget. It's not like, it's not me, it's her now. So like those, um, the, the exchange, I guess you could say, where like now she has ownership of and clarity and confidence in where her money is going. And so our coaching calls are definitely a lot are more about like strategy moving forward. So she's actually um, an independent contractor, which is a whole different ball game because she has to save for taxes. She's got to pay herself. And you know, this accounting life where people start businesses (laughs) and, or their contractors, they're like, Oh, I didn't know I had to pay for taxes, but we've been able to like build this structure like where we are currently, we're trying to account for the ebbs and flow in her work because like in December and January, she doesn't get paid as much. Like there's just not as much work. And so just to hear, like, not here, I'm reading. Um, <laughs> she messaged me to say like, Keena, I just paid myself um, for December. And granted today we're in October. I don't know when you'll air this, but like to be paying yourself for December and actually know and have foresight and be able to to project out where, where you need to be and what you need. Like that for me, is exciting to know that she's like thinking like in that way. And even just like hearing people, like I have another client who is able to identify the triggers to her emotional spending. And so in identifying the triggers to her emotional spending, she's been able to also name like, what are the things that I want to do differently when I feel that trigger? So just like being able to work Cause like budgeting is the thing that like is the tool that helps you with a lot of other things, but money is more than a spreadsheet. It's not just a spreadsheet and about entering your numbers into a spreadsheet. It's very emotional. And there's just like, you have to take care of the person. You have to take care of yourself, but that's just like the tool that helps you get there. So being able to see people really engage in this behavior change, like that's the thing that gets me excited about hopping on calls with clients. Yay. And it's such important work. Um, We've talked before about how people think that because I'm an accountant, I do all the money things. And so Mm -hmm. they're like, you do my taxes and also help me make a budget. And I'm like, I can do the first part. I have someone I can absolutely refer you to for the second part. Because, you know, as much as I know about numbers and do my own budget, that's not my lane. And so having someone that I can trust to refer them to, to say, hey, if you're really looking to make financial change in your life and in a position to say, I'm actually going to do the work to get that done, um, there is someone else who can kind of walk you through all those steps instead of me treating it as an aside because it's not what Little Fish was built for. And you named something important too, it's like about doing the work. So people that come to me, they're ready to do the work. And I also tell people that the personal finance journey, if I weight loss, like you didn't gain 25 pounds overnight and you're not going to lose 25 pounds overnight. And so like you have to show up and be consistent. And there are going to be times when like you blow your budget, right? And that's okay. What's important and what I want to be there to support you with is getting back on track. And even when you're not working with me, I want us to have built a system and a structure that you know how to get back on track so that that way you can reach that goal that you've set for yourself. Cause that's the, I think like that's the difference in between like what I do and what some other people may provide. Like I recognize that I'm not, what I'm doing is not rocket science in the sense of 
you can Google a whole bunch of stuff in terms of like on the internet, how to create a budget. You can buy these pretty spreadsheets, but I'm creating this space for people to be successful, like providing them accountability. Also to the knowledge piece and just like, Hey, what do I need to do? Like we're like actively problem solving together, which I think that's what my clients appreciate. It's like, I'm thinking about this. Kina help me think through this thing so I can be successful. That is so great. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that that's a good point that it's more than just task-based. Yeah. If you just want to make a budget, there are other places you can go, but if you need the relationship and the accountability and someone to kind of walk you through what those steps look like for you specifically, you're not going to be able to get that on Google. I mean, I think one of the biggest objections that people have is like, well, Keena, I don't have the money to invest in a coach or, you know, I can't let me, let me go save it first. And, um, not to be sarcastic, but I'm like, you just told me you don't have any money in your savings. (laughs) So like by starting working with me, we can figure out how to pay for this. So like, you know, on the, on the front end, you do invest a little bit more, but you're investing because you want to see results sooner rather than later. And every client that has worked with me, we, we're going to, to get to the results that they want to see. Cause I definitely, like, I want my client experience to be one where like people, I, I want you not to be in this paycheck to paycheck cycle. I, I basically want you to be able to sleep through a payday. Cause you're not even worried about like when's the 15th or when's the 30th. Right. Um, and I want like September's paychecks to pay October's bills. October's paychecks are paying November's bills. And so we get to that point, even if you feel like, but Kina, I'm so far behind, like I can get you to that point. Um, You do have to invest and you are going, but like, that's also a point in which we say like, what do you value and what is important to you? Because by working with me, we're even going to get like thinking about credit card interest. You're going to pay less in interest over time because we're going to build out a debt payoff plan. Right. And we're going to make sure that you're saving consistently. I don't want you saving at the end of the month after you paid all your other bills. Nope. We're going to pay yourself first. Then, you know, make sure that we hit those priorities because we want you to have a roof over your head and be able to eat. And then like now let's fund your lifestyle, those other things that you want to enjoy um, and being able to find a balance of all those things. Agreed to all the things. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So. Tell the people where they can find you. I'm sure after all of this, people will be ready to work with you. You have given, dropped a lot of gems about how people can do things for themselves to get started, but then what the transition looks like to say, okay, now that you've covered these very base steps for yourself, it's probably time for you to enlist help. Where do they find you, contact you, and find out more about the business? So they can follow me on Instagram at wealthovernow. You can also find me um, if you want to book a discovery call that's complimentary, 30 minutes, and just talk about like, what are your next steps? You can go to wealthovernow.com and book a free call there. You can also, I also have, um, when I was talking about tracking your expenses, I have a financial habit tracker. It's like a free tool that I also use with my clients that you can, like, if that's a starting place point, excuse me, that you want to take, you can find that um, online on my website as well. Thank you very much. We're so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I love talking to you. I mean, we should just record our walks in the park and then Listen. just make it. <laughs> <laughs> we should have recorded that last one. Everybody would have got some info about work, life, faith. Yes. 
<laughs> all the things running a business which is a whole different financial sector yes yes amen <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening if you like what you heard there's good news we've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.